Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Today we're going to take a look at uh, Grendel 9, uh, the silent issue. But first I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. And that helps uh, mitigate the Kayfabe effect, which is what happens whenever we uh, post a comic uh, that we're talking about online uh, early. By midday, early afternoon, that comic is prohibitively expensive if you can find it uh, online anywhere. Also, if you watch these videos to the very end, that helps push our content out to uh, other comic-loving YouTube viewers. Helps us grow our numbers. Recently hit 61,000 subscribers, but we do want 6.1 million in order to fill, uh, to fill whole. So, uh, we're only 1% of the way there, man. Like, make that happen for us. Jimmy. Let's crack this sucker open, dude. Grendel number nine. This is actually the first Grendel comic I grabbed, and probably the first silent issue that, that of a comic that I ever. This uh, would be a weird from. one to uh, to to start on. I don't know how early that would have been, but I imagine pretty early for pretty, you. So like to grab a wordless comic early on must yeah. have been strange. Yeah, it was not the motivation. Uh, the motivation was I keep hearing about this Grendel mm -hmm. in uh, in Wizard magazine. I don't know where to begin, so I'll go to this series, and this one was the most affordable of that first run, like, at the time, like, at Phantom of the Attic, scooped it up, and uh, it's such a good flow, like, of, of a comic that I didn't even register that it was wordless until, like, ten pages in or something. That's interesting. Do you have a reprint of this? Yeah, I do. Uh, is it different? Is the coloring different? The coloring is different. So in when Uncle Matt gets the, the rights back and is able to uh, go over to Dark Horse, this is actually sometime later, probably late early 2000s. Wow. Yeah, 2000. I was at the call center whenever I, I subscribed to this. Um, the Kamiko stuff got got reprinted mm -hmm. under different different labels and stuff so the first 12 issue piece devil's legacy with the, the christine spar story was uh reprinted on a monthly basis with uh, fresh computer color so here's your example yeah that is quite a dramatic difference yeah and of course this is the superior so that's what we're going to take a look at uh, upon revisiting this issue i i couldn't help but think of peter chung man like this feels like the world of Aeon Flux to me, man. Yeah, and Pander Brothers, um, guys who have done a lot of comics, not guys that I know their work well, doing the visuals on this. Yeah. Matt Wagner on, on the writing part. Yeah, this art style feels just so of that time in, in those in those uh, 80s. Now, this this guy, I believe he's, he's, a, he's a cop that is either corrupt or has some, some information about Christine Spar's missing son. There's some issue there. And he is being stalked like prey. This is a cat and mouse story of this dude, extra paranoid with good reason. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not following right. you, right? And uh, of course, it is only one logical ending. It's almost like we're just waiting to see how that happens. How does that play out? There's some really good storytelling, too, for being wordless. You know, obviously, everybody thinks of G.I. Joe 21 probably as a high mark for that kind of thing. But there's some great stuff like he goes in here and orders food and what does he see in the reflection in the mirror but grendel stalking him when he spins around nothing's there but it's cool to see like the logos on the window uh flipping between inside outside and in a mirror yeah yeah and here's your comic language you have the like the blip oh it's not there have the eyes darted and just even that that's that's almost words man it really is yeah <laughs> hamburger no onions <laughs> and fries 
And man, after that, it's like, uh, maybe give me a shot too. <laughs> Good facial expressions on this guy. There's a bunch of this kind of stuff that I'll see throughout this issue where it's like, that's weird drawing. Yeah. You know, like that's a, that's not even an era. Like that's like an indie drawing in a somewhat mainstream looking comic package. Like young creators can fall into this, man. And I've seen it a lot with people who are starting out where they don't give a shit about anything else other than their main focus and they will dash out stuff. It was one of the big problems when I was in art school and we would have uh, class critiques where it's like, you know, Batman running through the streets of Gotham or something. And like all the B players or whatever are just fully like hacked out, like almost like layouts rather rather than deadline than, than drawings and stuff. And the teachers would just be like, "Listen, man, if you don't want this to be inked for shit, you better you better give your inker a little something tighter." Bits of this remind me of All Red. Yeah. Some of the inking on on these guys. Chunky lines, man. Which is, uh, you know, I think he's a Wagner guy, Mike All Red. I think they're buddies. So, uh, you know, I can imagine All Red reading this or, or even working simultaneously around this time. <laughs> Christine Spar just fucking with this dude, put some hot coals in his yeah, mix. Right. And then he's looking around. When he looks the other way, gets smacked in the head with a dead bird. Yeah. I mean, at that point, don't you just find that tallest building and just jump off? Yeah, you might have to. Uh, love this horizontal kind of panels, though, and how much they're able to do in these, in these sequences, right? Like the sign being uh, breaking off. And it's cut. Yeah. Yeah, you hear a little snap. Yeah, these are not accidental. I also see a little bit of Mitch O'Connell in here. Yeah. You know, especially in like that bash, that feels so 80s to me. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. Look at these shoulder pads, dude. Mm -hmm. Like all these character designs, this is where I talk about like, uh, like Aeon Flux energy to me. Yeah, I like that. And, and they do toggle between that like weird indie quick draw, but also it gives it a certain flavor and a time period, a setting. This is one of the more confusing page sequences to me, although I'm able to follow it, but some of it doesn't read great. Like he's inside the cab whenever it's flipping over and rolling. And I think that some of the exterior shots there are, I didn't realize he was in the cab my first pass. Right. Pretty neat though. A lot of these are set up as two page spreads. I think of that as a Wagner, Matt Wagner thing. And man, for the eighties being able to control your spreads. Yeah. Way ahead of it's uh, the mainstream. Getting a chance to, he's gonna hit, hit the, uh... The subway, it's pushed onto the tracks. A lot of times, this is what you get for the Grendel appearances in this issue. It's a hand, it's a gloved hand or whatever. And then no sign of it here. Yeah. That's pretty good. Guess he doesn't make it down on Dude, he's wearing cleats. <laughs> and we know her eye. This part, you know, pretty clear storytelling. So a lot of it does work. I always spend a lot of time on these. Look at that boy, Ides. <laughs> yes. On Penn Avenue, dude, on the corner. That list is not in alphabetical order. It's really bizarre. I spent extra time just trying to find Pennsylvania. <laughs> I feel like this is the most kind of Peter Chung Aeon Flux sequence, man, where he gets out, is looking through binoculars, sees some kind of figure up there, and then just in his face, and it's this guy. Like, like I swear this exact beat is in, uh, like, even with the money and shit, is, is in uh, Aeon Flux somewhere. Yeah, that's, again, these characters that are in here, very atypical. Um, this was a confusing piece of reading for me because he's going up from the subway to this point, but it looks like he's climbing up the building. <laughs> it was uh, didn't quite add up. 
Yeah, like like I th- I thought it was kind of short because it's like pointing to the top, and he notices the top, and is like, "What's up there?" Yeah, I like this part. We're looking through the vi- you know, the visor view, and then suddenly this this junkie <laughs> dude shows up right in the crosshairs. Looks straight out of Deadline comics, yeah. De- Deadline magazine with the multicolored hair. Like there is a uh, Judge Dredd villainous. Deadline's a pretty good, you know. I think these flat, bright colors. Deadline's a good comparison. Yeah, and I think I see the blue line. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make uh, out right now, man. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue one, two, three, and potentially issue number four. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Every issue is completely self-contained, so when you see these comics out in the wild, scoop it up. You're going to get a full experience, and if you dig it, go grab another issue by Jim Rugg. Uh, Hulk Grand Design Monster, Hulk Grand Design Madness. The man takes 300 issues of Incredible Hulk per issue and crams them into a succinct 40-page story, an incredible romp that encompasses all of the best hits from Incredible Hulk lore. In stores now, scoop up these books. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. Playing a little fourth wall right here, man. Making the gutter implode. That's a cool thing. You know who another guy that comes to mind seeing stuff like this is uh, Dean Motter, like Mr. Mm-hmm. X. Definitely. About the same time period, too. I like the breakdown of, like, this is a perfect rectangle. But as we go along, we're starting to see, like, it's it's getting out and more and more out of whack. Things are not going his way. Oh, man. What a bitch to draw. This is like Donkey Kong. Freaking keg rolling down the steps on him. But you're right. Stairs aren't good to draw to begin with, and now you're going to do a round staircase. But the great, Mm -hmm. like drawing that great pattern, because you fucked that up once, it's it's, it's destroyed. Tossing the M80s at the dude. And then he's just, he's done. Like his his nerves, fully shot. I had uh, like flashbacks to Hard Boiled here. Mm -hmm. I guess it's the overcoat and that kind of gun. But another pattern, like that grate on the previous page, and now these bangs in the background, patterns work really well. Yeah, and there are times, I mean, it's a version of the clear line. Mm -hmm. The the bros will bust out a thick brush on their main characters and stuff, but you'll see a lot of that clear line. Yeah, Daniel Torres comes to mind on some of this stuff. And here we go. (laughs) There's your nightmare. But it's not really Grendel, it's the Grendel book signing. Yeah, Quintus Interruptus. <laughs> I kind of love that, and that's a pretty complex thing to pull off in a wordless sequence. Because I'm not confused by it at all. Right. And they really, like, draw that moment out with, like, ads and stuff. Good yeah. ad placement. Oh, wait, no, there's an ad for Rio later in here that I really like. Um, I love that close-up of the eyes. Really good. Feels like it gets away from the clear line a little bit in that panel, into effect. Another deadline page to me. Mm-hmm. Deadline magazine. I love this coloring. That stuff's really good. There's like three shades there. You know, it kind of looks like it's just the reds and purples, but there's there's a full magenta and a full red in there. Yeah. We're back to the diner. Day in the life, man. You got to eat a couple meals a day. He looks so strung out and paranoid here. Like, Get me that coffee. I'm admiring the crowd. Yes. And just like, what are we dealing with in this place, man? Yeah, weird stuff going on like who is that and here we go all right he centered himself he's regrouped this is the hustler right he slicked back his hair and he's ready to go again not so fast here comes miss grendel he pulls out the piece 
That gun falls, catches one to the jibs. Yeah, the finger's cut off, even one in the uh, in the in the trigger guard there. Oh, yeah. Ready to use this gun. Not gonna happen. This image right here forever emblazoned in my mind. So some of the like the like the thick to thin when Jeff Darrow does a like a close up of Nixon or somebody, there will be like a thick and thin. So like some like when you isolate a mark amongst like the smaller marks, like there's there's a hard boiled piece to it. Yeah, the shoe reminds me of hard boiled here. That leg, like the pants, and this this continues the way Grendel's been depicted, where we're just getting like a limb, a foot in this case, instead of the gloved hand. But same kind of thing. And there she is, dude. Just just like a cat and mouse. After the game is over, gotta complete the mission. It's cool. The letters page. Uh, you get letter writer from England right off the bat. Dana Schutz, the other um, talent probably worth mentioning on this book, is editor who's had a long career in comics, uh, obviously. Um, but somebody who comes from Kimiko is, is uh, early on in her career. Immediately went off and made a couple of my own uh, wordless comics after this, dude. Really? Just, just focusing on pure pure storytelling, pure visuals. That seems impossible. Was that the hardest thing I, was, I wasn't the littlest kid when I got this. Oh, okay. I, was, I was like, I got this at a comic shop. I was 12 or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sophisticated in your comics making by then. <laughs> Where's that Rio ad, man? That's the ad I'm talking about. I love this. Uh, did somebody say draw? Because, of course, Doug Wildey, a guy who I think of as one of these great artists. And uh, in some of those westerns that we looked at with the coverless comics. Oh, yeah. So a long history of that. But also working at Kamiko at this time, doing some of the, um, the uh, Johnny... Quest. Yeah, the Johnny Quest classics. He was drawing those. It's like a three-issue miniseries, I guess, miniseries. But he draws all of those, which is pretty cool. You know, spinoff of the regular Johnny uh, Quest comics. Even that Pander Bros uh, signature feels like uh, 1980s. Totally. Like Style Wars graffiti burner. Yeah. A lot of style in this. Yeah. You know, it, it does look like an atypical style at the time in comics, and I think that's by design. I think that's part of uh, Wagner's eye, you know, finding these guys that were bringing something different to the table. There goes that, uh, putting that air, that air compressor marker gimmick to, to use, spraying, spraying markers, spraying Copics all over your, your board. Yeah, now that you say it, I see it in a lot of places. It's fine, man. Super cool. Anyhow, man, not the last wordless comic we're going to take a look at. And I think there's still, uh, even in spite of all of Netflix's woes and troubles, I think there still is a Grendel uh, live-action show on the horizon. Probably won't be the last Grendel comic we look at either. Probably not even the last issue from this series. Yeah. There's, there's some real gems in that series, uh, as well as subsequent Grendel issues. That's, so. got, that's goddamn right, man. You good to go? I am. Gay favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness are in comic shops everywhere right now while supplies last. It's my retelling of the 60-year history of the Hulk. I'm writing, penciling, coloring, you know, everything me. So uh, pick that up while you can and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my comics art. Red Room Trigger Warnings Issue 1, 2, and 3 are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Every issue completely self-contained, so if you see an issue, give it a sample, give it a read. If you dig it, grab another. Uh, these comics are banned in 28 countries, banned in 10 comic shops, but you can get your hands on them at my link tree in the description below this video where you can uh, order and pre-order uh, comics directly from Fantagraphics or hit, hit up my Patreon and read the archive. I have more than 200 pages up there as we speak. 
put new pages up every Tuesday and uh, it just costs three bucks uh, a month. What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jim, given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.